We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. WinBet is now live in all these states, and the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. The hottest next tape you'll find online. Knicks all day. We bleed blue and orange. This is Knicks Fan TV, your one-stop shop for the ultimate New York Knicks fan experience. News, rumors, debates, post-game live streams featuring live callers. Let's go Knicks, baby! And now, your host, CP, the NY Fanatic. All right, here we go. Sunday night edition of Knicks Post Game Live presented by Prize Picks. Knicks season dwindling down. Knicks going to Orlando looking for revenge. Second night of a back-to-back after an embarrassing loss at home to an undermanned Cavs team. This Knicks team came out hungry, ready for a fight. And uh, took it to this magic tank. This magic tank was a formidable tank. Full speed ahead. One of the worst teams in the NBA. But, uh, hey, this Knicks team was ready to go, man. Led by Obi Toppin. Looking solid again as a starter. Led by R.J. Barrett. And led by Emmanuel. Quickly triple-double quickly. Put some respect on his name. Because this kid has been one of the hottest Knicks on this team. Probably the hottest. Since the second half of the season, Knicks win easily, 118 to 88. Impressive, impressive victory all the way around. Great job by the squad, showing some fight, showing some resiliency, and having some fun down there in New York South, which is Orlando. Knicks Nation was out there heavy, and uh, and their heroes got them a dub, man. Once again, 118 to 88. Next post game live presented by Prize Picks, CP the franchise, JD Sports Talk on the ones and twos. And uh, JD, we still have a crowd here. We still have some faithful, loyal Knicks fans. This see, see, this is the type of the time of the year that I like because this is when we we get our diehards. The true diehards are with us. We don't get the casuals that are here just for the big games and the big wins. We're here with, with with our day ones. 
So this is why I still like doing these shows, even though, uh, you know, it's been a disappointing season. Nevertheless, hey, team look good tonight, man. Um, I'm going to start with RJ because, you know, he didn't uh, didn't have it going yesterday against the Cavs. But today, easy money for him. You know, 27 points for RJ, six assists, five boards, um, six of eight from the strike, plus 30 on the night. You know, uh, at Magic had no answer for him on his drives. Just completely uh, dominant attack in the basket. Found Mitch for a couple nice Gotham lobs. Six dimes for RJ. I thought he was uh, very solid playmaking. Offense clearly running through him with no Julius there. And uh, and he looked great. Obi continuing to look great as a starter. Plus 42 on the night. I don't think I've ever seen these type of plus minus numbers before, man. The Knicks were that dominant. But 20-point uh, performance for Obi. Eight boards. Two dimes, a block, very key, very key on defense. 7-16 from the field, 4-10 uh, from beyond the arc, which is good, man, because I feel like his three-point shooting has been improving uh, vastly oh, uh, since the first half of the year. You know, first half of the year, he's shooting UFOs. But uh, great job by him, you know, just picking his spots and and uh, finding easy offense out there. Um, I got to shout out Quick, man. You know, Quick is... is been a topic of of conversation for quite some time now. Quickly orchestrating very well tonight. Very easy. 18 points, 10 dimes, 10 boards for quick. 7 of 18 from the field. And like I said, I don't, I don't think there's a hotter Nick right now than quick and what he's given to this Knicks bench. And, you know, this is going to be a topic that, that I want to talk about tonight. Uh, Blockness Monster, Mitchell Robinson. Again, somebody who needed to redeem themselves after a bad outing last night, you know, Moses Brown ate his food. I thought Mitch's energy, I felt like everybody was, was you know, really trying to redeem themselves after yesterday's loss. Uh, Mitch included 12 points, 10 boards, six block shots for the block nest monster. You know, he, he told Knicks fans, please forget about that Mo Bamba nonsense. Can we put that to bed after this season? No more Mo Bamba talk. No more Mo Bamba talk, please. Can we please erase that from our memory, man? Anyway, 118-88. What were your thoughts on the game, bro? Well, you said about Mo Bamba. He, he's definitely been a popular uh, replacement option yep. amongst uh, Knicks fans, uh, notably from Harlem, New York. Uh, Seven-foot center could knock down the three. Uh, but you saw tonight, you know, um, he didn't really jump out on the screen to me. Um, when you look at potential options, you know, we, we you want to elevate. You don't want to stay, you know, in the same level or downgrade. And I know he's a guy that has potential, but eh, I'm just, that's just my reaction to my mom. But eh, yeah, yeah. nothing too crazy. You know, I guess if you had no other options, he could come cheap and you lose Mitch, maybe, mm-hmm. you know, um, can knock down the three. But you mentioned, um, I thought, it was uh, a you know somewhat of an important game for Marj, um, just because he's been a topic of conversation along with quickly, especially with the you know potential extension talks and and what's coming up for him. Um, I think the fan base now is starting to feel that this franchise is slowly turning to RJ's uh, franchise, especially with what's going on with Julius Randle and not knowing what the future is going to hold. Um, so. You're starting to see little footprints there of 
expectations, right? Like he hasn't even gotten the money yet. Sure. Uh, but 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 you know, this is a 21 year old in year three, and and now you know we're over here talking efficiency issues and how he should be shooting this and that. So those are all valid arguments, but I also think it's also the pressure is starting to 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 start for for his career. Um, and and it's definitely going to ramp up once once he signs that that contract whenever he does. Um, and, and and I mean, listen, he he, he didn't have a great game last game mm-hmm. against uh, Darius Garland, who's one of the players he gets compared to a lot. Um, and, and a Cavs team that was a little bit shorthanded. Uh, and I like the way that he responded tonight. So that I was encouraged. I actually would have been a little bit more concerned if he not responded, yeah. just because the Magic were missing half their team. You know, from Jalen Suggs to, to so-called Anthony left the game. Uh, uh, Franks Wagner, their their first-round pick, who's a matchup he would have uh, gone against. He was out. Um, so uh, encouraging game by him. And then, listen, you know, quickly. You know, quickly is, is, is going to be, I think, a hot topic now, CP, because here we go, right? Like, this was my concern of giving certain players a bigger opportunity. We'll be topping again tonight, right? We'll get to him in a moment. But with quickly, we waited to, to, to the last few games. Um, he's starting to get more of an opportunity, starting to get more minutes. He's responding to those minutes. And now if he finishes these last few games strong, and, and the next game is going to be a big game for him because we're playing a Brooklyn Nets team who's they're trying to win games. So this is the next game is going to be a real competitive game as well. Um, you're going to ask yourself, do the Knicks potentially have an option here in-house? Um, does Quickly's play to end the season dictate how much they want to spend or give in a trade for a potential point guard? Do you have to go the extra mile to get a point guard or do you go more of a stopgap option? Um, do you go for the home run? Do you overspend? Do you go Jalen Brunson route? I think he's making an argument for that. And the other thing is, to me, the confusion of him not starting. Yeah. Even if he's not your option. I mean, you know, Burks plays well tonight, statistically, has, still has 33 minutes. He's still starting. Um, listen, it's a head scratcher to me. It's mind boggling. And I think you have to put that into the equation if you're the front office. Because it, it's obvious Tom Thibodeau feels a certain way. The front office may feel another another way, and we may feel another way. So quickly play here to end the season, I think, is going to raise more questions and a lot of intrigue. And then Obi Toppin. You know, Obi Toppin now, as a starter, seven games to start of this season, is averaging 15 points, seven rebounds, three assists, mm-hmm. and, and shooting almost 36%, 35.7% from three in 32.7 minutes a game as a starter. So this is now another short sample size of a guy that when you give minutes to without a point guard, mind you, these are numbers without this, you know, without a point guard, quote unquote, um, where he's showing production. He's showing that he could maybe be a future NBA starter. And I think these are also numbers he's going to look at CP and he's going to go to the front office of the Knicks and he's going to say, you guys got to make a decision now. I don't have nothing to do with Julius Randle, but me as a player, I'm a lottery pick. I think I'm an NBA starter. So I think these young guys are answering questions to themselves, which are confidence builders, 
Um, but they're also giving more information to the Knicks. I think oh, it's it's late, in my opinion, but nevertheless, it's information that's that's going to be helpful. Yeah, no doubt about it, man. And yeah, on the quickly thing, it's um, it, it was a head scratcher, and not just lately, but but all year. You know, like I said, I, I was uh, I was looking for him to be inserted into that role when when Kemba went out, knowing that they weren't going to go with D Rose. Uh, but you know, Tibbs decidedly went went with Burks and finished with, finished with Burks for the entire year. But yet, and still, and quickly still got his burn. You know, don't get me wrong. Quickly finished several games for the Knicks. Um, it's just starting. But the the head scratcher to me is that here we are, one of the worst first quarter teams. Uh, you know, a bad offense. Even though the offense has been on an uptick this last fifteen games in terms of efficiency. Coach several times this year pointing to not having energy, not getting a spark. You know, why quickly was was not given that opportunity? I'm not so sure. I, I'm not so sure. But clearly, you know, the coaches valued him in terms of him finishing games and finishing games over certain people in the starting lineup, whether that is Burks or that is a Fournier, what have you. But uh, make no mistake, bro, quickly has been on fire this second half man this kid has been on fire and i said 18 points 10 and 10 espn has it at at 18 but espn stats sometimes um lag behind so the official stat line is oh okay they updated it now 10 20 points 10 dimes 10 rebounds you know he's on the boards heavy now bro he's on the boards heavy now he's the second youngest player in knicks history to record a triple-double, yeah, trailing only Kenny Sears, who was 22 years old mm-hmm. in 1956. He's also the first Nick to record a triple-double off the bench since Mark Jackson did it in 1991. Off the bench. So, uh, you know, those are, those are definitely, um, you know, notable and, and, and good, good numbers to, to have for quickly. And like I said, CP, you know, <laughs> uh, him not starting to me this also raises questions about you know why not you know yeah. we heard Tib say that he felt and I get I think and I wonder because he's he's also ramped it up since you know Tibbs made those remarks about you know uh, Alec Burks this he's you know he when you look at all the combinations which there's only really been like two so I don't know what he was talking about mm-hmm. but that's Tom, that's Tibbs' world. Uh, when he talked about the different combinations, he felt that Alec Burks uh, came out the best option. He already, he has said it a while back before when he was asked about McBride. He said that Alec Burks is all that we we have. And I wonder if 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 quickly has taken that a, a little personal as a little personal challenge um, in in terms of finding motivation to to up his play because I think when you see these results, uh, it only to me also just questions the coach, you know, in terms of his strategy, his game plan, what, what is he seeing that he feels is best for the team? Yeah. You know, he was pressing this situation last year and it wasn't until he really had to in the playoffs that he made a certain move. And so I think Tibbs in the offseason, if he is going to be back, he has to evaluate like part of getting better and getting additional opportunities in real life and jobs and your career, whatever is you also have to see how you can get better. I mean, we all we, we talk about the players and we're going to have a good offseason in terms of 
what player needs to do better, what, what are strengths and weaknesses, where does this player have to elevate? The coach has to elevate too. And I know he's in whatever year he is in his coaching career, but he needs to look at some of the big mistakes that's very clear by now that he's made. And going into next season, he has to develop a better game plan, one more flexible game plan to give him the best chance for him to succeed. Because I think if he puts himself in in an opportunity to succeed, the team will as well. Because these players are young players. He, He actually has options here. Because he has a nice group of young players that are going to play hard. So take advantage of that. And, and, and you hope that also the front office, you know, continues to improve the roster. So I yeah. think all around the quickly experience is a little bit of a wake-up call for all parties involved. Yeah, no question. Uh, but I also feel like, you know, from the start of this season to now, it's been something that we've, we've been tracking. And to me, it's been a success. When you look at Quickly's improvements from year one to year two, his, you know, taking the reins of of being a better overall player, right? Because we know his shooting is his strength, but just trying to improve on his playmaking, what he was doing in the summer league, um, him moving with that type of intention in the preseason and early on in the season and struggling. You know, Clyde said it, all these guys said it, Brendan Brown, saying that their observations of him was, you know, a guy who was really overthinking out there in terms of, you know, when should I pass? When should I shoot? And and uh, the team having to settle him down and saying, you know, just play your game. And so something has clicked there with him where uh, he just, he's comfortable. He's confident. He's pushing the pace. He, he just has a better command of uh, what the team needs from him. And he's looking great, man. Quickly's quickly's been been looking solid. So uh, for you people at home, you know, we're going to take your phone calls. Call us up on the Discord. Call us up uh, 657-383-1509. Well, I think that'll be uh, the topic for tonight's show, you know. Uh, is Emmanuel quickly the option at the point that we are overlooking? What, do, what say you? Uh, you know, a lot of people all years, he's not a point guard, he's not a point guard, he's not a point guard. Yes, in a traditional sense, he might not be. But is he good enough based on our two pillars? And I'm going to say two for now until they, until they trade Julius. Based on that dynamic of, of how we're running the offense, is he good enough? So once you guys to call in, let us know your thoughts on that because... I think he's he's made a strong case. He's certainly made a strong case uh, to to be considered. Here's the other thing too, CP is. I think it's pretty clear if the uh, if the front office and the organization decides to go with him as an option or a major option, um, that that you have to look at the personnel around him in terms of he's succeeding with a lot of you know more speed on the floor more athleticism on the floor, which puts into question the Julius Randle fit because yeah. quickly looks like the option now, but let's say you put Randle into that equation for 35 minutes. Does that change? And how much does it impact Quickly's ability to, to be that playmaker? Mm-hmm. Because now you have to find a way to fit Randle in. That's why I think Randle's fit with this group of young guys is a big question. Like, 
just putting all the off the court and 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 all the stuff that he's been going through and stuff that he's been saying and the relationship with the fans, putting all that stuff aside, there's also basketball questions here that have to be answered yeah, in no terms question. of how does Randall fit with this team? And, no and, and and because this this team is playing a lot better, you, you can see just the way that they play, the way that they move the ball. I know tonight a lot of this stuff was was supposed to happen, you could say, because the Magic are one of the worst teams in the league and even worse tonight with the injuries. But still, you could see that the way that they're connecting, they're going to have to figure out Julius Randle with this Knicks team. It's a lot, a lot of questions. Sometimes you can play well and raise more questions for your team. And I think the Knicks are 100%. Right now. 100%. Uh, shout out to Zay V. Florida. Says uh, 2010 and 10 equals IQ day. $40 super chat. Zay V. Definitely appreciate that. Also want to shout out this, the rhyme animal. Chuck D. Says uh, this was not about beating Orlando. What we witnessed was special togetherness. We saw a team that was unselfish, especially that pass sequence later with OB and IQ and RJ. I'd rather see a 42 and 20 and 40, a 42 and 40 team. Like this, and a 46 and 36 team of unhappy vets. Xavier also says the post game conference on court said it all quick IQ, RJ, uh, the rest of the youth future has arrived. I think he, I think he meant Obi there. It was Obi and IQ in the post game press conference, but we get it. Charles Davis, 20 dollars super chat says, I hear what JD's saying, but with the stubbornness of Tibbs, the front office is going into the offseason with more questions than answers. He also says, also shout out my cousin RJ Davison, UNC, playing for the national championship. Tomorrow. Yeah, congrats to UNC, man. That was a strong, strong performance against Duke. Uh, that boy Caleb Love was was balling out there. I mean, UNC's a strong team, man. That was a nice win by them. So uh, we'll see, man. Kansas is looking strong too, man. And Kansas has a deep team. Gonna be a very, very good matchup tomorrow night. Looking forward to that one. All right, let's get to the phones here with the people gotta say. Uh Dark Horse on the Discord. Dark Horse, let's go. Hey, can y'all hear me? Yep, good to go. Yeah, so um, on the IQ thing, mm-hmm. um, personally, like, I don't think he's been on fire. I think he's arrived. Mm. Triple dub off the bench. I mean, come on, let's be honest here. And I honestly, I've upgraded IQ to RJ Barrett, like, non tradable category. Like, we, yeah, I'm not I shipping him. I don't want to see him go. I don't want to see him go. He is the answer. Can y'all hear me? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I'm listening. We listen. Yeah. And so I, I have I have I'm not trading IQ. I agree with JD. You know, regardless of the youth, there is a chemistry that you cannot deny between him and Obi. Mm-hmm. Like they play better together. So it's like not only are you increasing IQ's effectiveness, but you're also incre- increasing Obi's effectiveness. Like everyone's running, it almost almost looks like a college team. And I would even go a step further. It's not just an anti-Julius thing. Evan Fournier doesn't fit in with like the youth as well. He got 15 minutes today. Mm-hmm. He broke the next three-point record. Like you know, whatever you can do to ship him and and Julius out this offseason, I think would be beneficial because the team's crowded. We're gonna pick have another lottery pick added to the equation. Crowded, yeah, like it, it it really doesn't make sense. And I actually think that I've been going back and forth with with Tibbs. But Tibbs, his style is to attack. So what IQ is doing right now, that's kind of what he likes the team. But that doesn't happen with Julius. So you almost have to save Tibbs from himself and remove Randall. And although Randall is an All NBA player, you know I I can't even really figure out who, what other star or whomever we can get 
But I, I think JD or somebody said this a while back, it might be addition by subtraction that we just got to move those two in particular because when it comes to Burks, um, Rose, everybody else, they're on expiring contracts, yeah. uh, the vets next season. So I don't really care if you put them on the bench. But when it comes to Randall and Fournier, we got to ship them because they're on long-term contracts. But that's all I got to say. It's IQ day. I upgraded <laughs> them to non-tradable. I downgraded the, the need of a point guard to our second most important thing. I'm, I'm going to say we need to ship the two vets out, Randall okay. Evan. But I'm out. Appreciate y'all. All right. Pre- appreciate that, man. So to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Nick's Post Game Live presented by Prize Picks. Uh, we got 1,000 people in the chat. So the people are coming in. We got four games left right now. But, uh, hey, a 30-point Knicks victory will certainly bring some people out. So definitely welcome to the show. Hit that thumbs up button. Hit the subscribe button. And we're talking IQ. Has Emmanuel quickly arrived? Is he the, your choice at the point? Do the Knicks have a decision to make this offseason? That is the question we are asking tonight. Let us know in the comment section or call us up and uh, give us your take. Since the All-Star break, quickly averaging 15, five rebounds, four dimes. 15, five rebounds, and four dimes. How many turnovers? 1.2. So he's taking care of the rock. Pushing the tempo for the team. He's been great, man. Quickly has been great. Uh, he was at two two assists per game last year, rookie year. It's at 3.2 now this year. Assist percentage last year, 16.2%. That was good for the 38th percentile among, among combo guards. Now he's in the 65th percentile at 22% assist percentage. Assist percentage being the percentage of his teammates made shots that he assisted on. 56 percentile in assist to usage ratio as opposed to 15 last year. He's been solid. You know, combine that with the fact that he's drawing the shooting fouls better than he did last year. 10.9% shooting foul draw rate. He's in the 87 percentile there. 89% free throw percentage. Hey, it's a lot, a lot to like about what Quick has given this team, man. And, and as uh, Dark, forgot his name, who just called on Discord, you know, the, the, the chemistry with Quick and Obi is noticeable, man. They, they work out together. They went through summer league together. Obviously, they're close, and they're, they're putting in the work. Back to the Discord. Let's go to the Rhyme Animal, Chuck D. Chuck, how you feeling? What's up, CP, JD? Y'all hear me? Yep, good to go. Yo, man, you got to recognize chemistry and you got to recognize togetherness, unity when you see it. And we saw what we saw today. Forget Orlando. It was special. You know, I haven't seen that type of unity on this team in other years. Like, for example, when RJ, when you see RJ and OB on the post game and you see both of them enjoying themselves, man, and then tonight, IQ and OB. Mm-hmm. And we have fun in the KFTV mosh pit. We are we have a lot of fun going back and forth. You don't you don't think that fun is infectious when we see the team having fun and the post game they having fun. Win or lose, it's all infectious on the fan base and on the floor. And I'm just telling you, man. You know, it's 30 teams, and they're going to have expanding teams soon. 
there's no ulterior motive for the Knicks to be winners. There ain't, ain't anybody out there rooting for us to get a chip. It's like you said on the last show, yeah. it's the hardest thing to ever win. So everybody ain't going to be in the ball game to make us better, but you got to recognize some magic when it's there. And, you know, um, no knock on who how it was last year. But one thing we know for damn sure, it ain't coming back next year. That that squad and those players ain't coming back next year. Yeah. So even if a player was great last year, they're going to have a different squad next year. We got to recognize what chemistry is there now. And about the coaching, you know, people don't realize, and I happen to be in that area a bit, and I remember Warriors fans screaming about some of the areas that they were lacking in 2015 with our man Mark Jacks. I didn't get it. I didn't understand because our team sucked. But Mark Jacks, they were like, if we only just had this. So sometimes culture, I mean, uh, coaches could be culture starters. And Tibbs might have started this culture. I don't think he could carry it further. I don't think he could finish it. And here's another thing. And, I, and you know, I'm leaning looking at Kenny Atkinson like, yo, that's somebody who could be like Steve Kerr to Mark Jacks. As much as people were beefing about it, what it was is that he furthered that culture. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to hear another thing about good stats on bad, selfish teams. That means nothing to us. I'm out. JD, CP, salutes. I feel like, you know how I feel, man, at 61, I feel like summer camp is over, man. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm mad, man. It's like me in the pit, you know, we watch the games. We're going to all be there in the summer and ready for the summer camps and the trades and all. But, man, I'm, I'm, I'm a little salty, man. I can't watch this team, as, you know, the youth play until May, man. I'm pissed off. Yeah. Peace, y'all. Salutes. It's tough, Charlie. You know, we didn't, we didn't get to the 50-burger like we wanted to, or, or even a playoff burger, for for that matter. You, you know what I'm saying? We, we didn't even get to man, McDonald's. This, we didn't even get to McDonald's. This team, this team is wonderful to watch right now, man. Yeah. Wonderful. And the fact that we threw away 15 games on stubbornness, man, I'm not happy, man. But, yo, know, listen, man, 50, we did get that 50 burger, J.D., 50,000 burger going on 51 to 100,000. Yes, Salutes sir. out to everybody, <laughs> and especially in the marsh, man. We go in, and, and, and everybody's been wonderful, man. It, it, it's fantastic just being in this family. I'm Absolutely. out. Absolutely. No question, Chuck. Thanks for the call. Everybody throw a hashtag PE in the chat. The Rhyme Animal Chuck D on the check-in. Let's go. Shout out to uh, Kane Marco, $20 Super Chat. Said, had a great time on Wednesday night. Yeah, Kane pulled up uh, at the Garden with us, man, for the Knicks versus Hornets game. He said, anyway, this is what our team can be if we run through the kids. I love the free motion and energy with this group. Yeah, and as Chuck D said, you know, the chemistry is certainly there. They're playing for each other still with, with the season uh, just about done. Now, yesterday was, was a dud, but, you know, it happens. It is what it is, matinee game. But I thought everybody really played with a chip on their shoulder and, and you know, um, came out with some pride. RJ, Mitch, you know, to the two guys that had terrible games yesterday. IQ was still on point. OB was still on point and, and consistent. So good job by them. I also thought it was a good bounce back. You know, we talked about RJ, uh, Mitch. You know, we talk about Mitch having these weird games here and there where he'll just you look at the box score and, you know, six, five rebounds or something. You had that type of game last game. And, and, and I know that, you know, tonight 
you know, Mitch is on social media. These yeah. players know more. They see more. They watch more. Uh, I think we've learned that this season with, you know, not only with the Knicks, but when you look around the NBA, mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook, you look a lot of you look at a lot of other players. You know, people are paying attention now in this new era of no social media with the content creation and all the different ways that you can go online and just hear people's opinions. Uh, I think Mitch knew about the whole Mo Bamba thing with the Knicks, and, yeah. and he knows he's a he's an impending free agent. Um, I think he wanted to make a, a statement, make so a statement. I was it was good to see that. But you know, hey, to Chuck D, you know, get ready to see Alec Burks for another thirty plus minutes for just three more games, <laughs> right? Like you we know, got the let's Nets. Enjoy, let's enjoy that, and, and you know he's gonna play thirty oh, plus 100%. minutes. Oh, one hundred percent. I mean, one hundred percent. I couldn't believe when I saw that, you know, Alec Burks was averaging in March more minutes per game than Giannis, <laughs> Steph Curry, John Morant. Chris Paul, Jimmy Butler. Tibbs is he looking for Mr. Fourth minutes, Quarter, man. Total minutes than Carl Anthony Towns, Joel Embiid, Jokic, Alec ah. Burks. I mean, what a way to be a great company. <laughs> Not, I don't know about the, the 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 right category, statistical category you want to be on, but I mean, oh can't make it up. God, can't cannot can't, make it up. Man. Can't make it up, man. Like, you know, decisions <laughs> have to be made. I, I bro. <laughs> Got to. Got After a triple-double, you know, quickly records his first career double-double in March. And now April 3rd uh, records his first triple-double. He should be starting against the Nets, but he won't be. So, very okay. frustrating. But let's see let's see where this organization goes with Tibbs. Yeah. And we did see McBride. You know, McBride came in uh, for, for a spell. Grimes did come back. I'm still trying to get his groove back from from the injury, man. Just hasn't looked right since since he got hurt. He don't but, look you know, right. Yeah, he don't he don't look right. He don't look right since since he came back. So I was surprised that they even brought him back this season to finish the season. You know, I I, I figured that they would just shut him down and just let him rest up. One for five, zero oh for four from downtown for Grimes. Just hasn't looked good since the knee injury. So you know, I, I don't know. I guess he felt good enough to play. Listen, but. man. I hope and you remember, you know. When Kevin Durant made that decision to the Nets, one of the things that he said and that I read about was the Nets medical staff is like, you know, I guess so respected around the league and, mm-hmm. and their, their doctor and all that stuff. Man, I really hope the Knicks know what they're doing here, man, because I have, you know, we talked about it, you know, privately, CP, when I told you, like, the way it looked on TV, man, like, I was surprised by that, about the diagnosis. Like, that play did not look right man, on TV. Good. They didn't look good, bro. They didn't look good. And yeah. and since he's come back, um, he has not looked explosive. Yeah. Uh, he's been up and down with his movements. Looks like he's dragging. Um, he looks like he's dragging the leg, bro. This is, this is, since right. the first and, time he came back. I was like, yeah, you don't look too good. And then, they, they, then they're saying that, nah, that he's fine. And then you saw Berman reporting that, you know, Grimes doesn't want to end the season this way, that guess just needed a day. But I just hope that, you know, we have the issue correctly accurate and that we give him the right recovery plan so that he can be back to 100%. Thank God there's only a few games left. No question, man. So to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. I see the Tratocaster in the chat vibing with the people. I see First Lady of Sports in here, the Rhyme Animal, Chuck D, as usual, TM, Roberto Louie. If you guys are new in the chat, uh, type hashtag new in the chat, and we will shout you guys out. 
118-88 Knicks roll easy. And uh, we're talking IQ, man. Give us your thoughts. Let's go to Ohio. Michael White on the line. Michael White, what's going on? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Woo! See, we're not enemies no more. Okay. And everything I was... But just remember all the things you said and everything I said, you thought I was crazy. When you what? said Obi couldn't be a starting uh, forward Ooh. in the NBA. Never said that. <laughs> Never said that. If if you got the audio, you remember please, it was smoke. It was smoke. Feel free to drop it. See, the audio's all out there for you all. If you want the, if you got the audio, feel free to play it. But don't come back to me next year. If Julius is still on the team, do not come back to me about where is Obi, where is Obi, where is Obi. Don't come back to me with that. Hey, you you'll hear every tear kind of go coming down my face. You really would. <laughs> uh, what else, man? What you what you think about the game? Otherwise, yeah, and, you know, I thought I I think that they play well together. Uh, I just mm-hmm. and I and that the problem with having Julius there is that not that he's a bad player, but he he not his attitude doesn't fit the team and what they what they do well. Yeah, yes, he is. But I think that he might be able to make it here if, you know, if it was Tibbs leaving and not him. Because, I mean, you get another coach in here, maybe a coach can coach. Right. Let me, let me ask you this, Michael, since you know everything. Are the Knicks fans, are we turning our backs too quickly on Julius? The guy that took us to the fourth seed in the East last year, and all-star last year, most improved with nobody in the building, put us on the map. He had us outside on 7th Avenue celebrating like it was 1999. Are we turning our backs too early on on this guy? Your thoughts? Well, let me ask you. Yeah. Is America turning their back on Will Smith? Oh, I, that, I, compare I, I, this, I can't talk about that, man. There. We're talking sports here, Michael. Mike, Michael, call back. Call back. What's I'm it, not man. being Thank political. you for the call, man. Thank I'm you not... for the call, man. 
I'm asking, I'm asking him a real question. He's he's coming back with Will Smith. CP, did they grab you for a meeting when you went to the to the Knicks game? No, I'm actually happy that I was able to, to attend for all 48 minutes. <laughs> I was looking around. I'm surprised was, they let they let you shoot the yeah, free throw. <laughs> that's that's a fact. That is a fact, man. I, I was looking at every security guard heavily in there, like, oh man, is this gonna be it for me? No. I'll say this. I'll say this though. Yeah. Um, I don't know that, you know, you you talk about we turning our backs too early. Yeah. I don't know that this is helping him, to be honest. Um, no. you know, because I, I like I said, I think the young guys are gonna play well to end the season. Um and I think, you know, with Quickly's emergence and 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 seeing how RJ could operate without Julius. If Julius is indeed back, I think he even puts more pressure. In other words, it puts more pressure on him, but I think his transformation is also going to have to be even more. Yeah. Because, you know, to end the season, you know, we all, we remember what we last saw. So going into next season, um, once is, if he's back, not only does he have to show more of him, because the storyline with him is, can he change? We're going to talk right, about right. words like transformation change, adapt, team player, uh, you know, off the ball. Like, how can he play off the ball? Like, these are all the things that people are going to focus on. So he has to respond to that. And then, you know, the young guys, the fans are going to, there's going to be a lot of pressure on him. So yeah. he's going to have to I play don't know. perfect games and they got to win. I don't know good? how you could, I don't know how you could come back from this. Winning. Winning, bro. That's it. I, the only other way is if you could somehow get a star here. Yeah. And, 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 and because the thing is, CP, he can't be, we can't come back next year with the same questions. Like some of these questions have to be answered. Like next season has to be about new questions about the team. Yeah. You know, uh, the development of this guy, what is Cam going to be? You know, can RJ now be, be more efficient? Like those has to be the new questions of 2023. It can't be the same thing. Alec Burke's going to start. Can Julius Randle do this? Can we? We can't. Because to me, if we're starting next season, CP, we're asking each other the same questions we're do, we're asking each other in this show right now. That means the offseason was a failure. Big time. 100%. 100%. My God, Michael takes it to Will Smith. We're talking, we're talking Knicks here, Michael, man. Mm. Will Smith. I'm going to go to the next person with that question. In the meantime, salute to everybody in the chat. Salute to Gino Avegno, team hashtag new. Kenny Gales ain't new, but he, he claims it. CeeLo Torres, what's good? You always in here. Blood of the Panda, you always in here. What's good? Blue Hafner, you always in here, but everybody's claiming new today. Cecil McCathern, how you doing, Cecil? How you feeling? Shout out Chris Civil. Fight out Super Chat says, Grimes is okay, but he's not it. I'm still mad the Knicks traded down instead of trading up. For Trey, man. Nah, don't give up on Grimes. Come on, man. The guy's hurt. He had a great run pre-injury. No way. Clinton Grimes is going to be a nice, nice, solid piece for us uh, on this team. He's just, he's just got to get healthy, man. Who else we got, Team Hashtag, new in here? Anthony Towles. Orlando Law Home. Orlando, how you feeling? BC Trill. Still Trill. Still Thrill. How you doing? Shanel Phillip, how you feeling? All right, let's go back to the phones. Who do I want to hear from right now? Cedro from Jersey. Oh, hold, hold up. Cedro from Jersey. Cedro, how you feel, man? 
Bullet, bullet, what's bullet, good, wild on, my guy. Yes, GD, General, what's good? JD, what's going on? What's going on? Not much, man. Chilling, you know, wanted to call in, give my little two cents on the on the game and everything like that. Game was good. Um, I want to really give a shout out to somebody that I really believe is earning their money. And mm-hmm. it maybe hasn't been talked about as much. Mm-hmm. But I want to shout out my guy, Johnny Bryant, man. Uh, the, yeah, they, no, this cool. guy is the point guard whisperer. Yeah. And he came as advertised, and he's performing. You see the development of the guard. You see RJ. You see RJ, Bullet Barrett. That's my guy. You already know. And then you see IQ development. Like it's the continuity is there. Like you see the guys. They're they're performing. Uh, the the intelligence on the ball, like the play, um, to be able to like just use your vision, court vision, and and, and analyze where you're gonna get the ball, um, who you're passing it to shots, everything like that. Mm-hmm. It's it's an even blend. I, I love to see it. So I was going to say shout out to Johnny Bryant for that. And then just one more quick point. Um, I want to say uh, something about the front office um, that I noticed a lot of people were giving them flack. Um, I don't want to give them flack yet. If they mess up this offseason coming up, then I'm looking at them sideways. But I think that they made the logical moves that were available for this past uh, year. Uh, we couldn't get a lot of uh, different players. We couldn't get DeRozan. We couldn't get yeah. Chris Paul. We couldn't get any of these guys. So I think that for what they could get and what they could do, minus Noel. Noel, was, that was, they made that. They, I think that was optics mostly. I think yeah. they just wanted continuity from no, notice, coming notice last year. Notice they don't even give you an injury update on him. <laughs> they don't even talk about him in the press conference. They don't want him. I'm t- they, they don't want him. <laughs> Nobody wants Noel. They don't want him. But it's they just don't the even optics talk about of. Him. Hey, you were here. You did a decent job last time. So for the Knicks sake of optics, so we're not looked at like clowns. It's yeah. a lose-lose situation. Either we don't resign him and we're looked at like, oh, uh, you know, he did a good job for us. Why didn't we take him back? Or it's like we take him back and now he's on the bench not doing shit. Like, uh, excuse my language, no, not no, doing no, anything. Man. So it's just like it was a lose-lose situation. But I think that we can't put that blame on the front office right now. We have to see what's coming up ahead. How are they going to do these moves? How are they going to get rid of dudes? We have to get rid of dudes. I think with the continuity of these players and uh, Cam coming back, all this stuff, we have to get rid of them. So I just feel like with we have to see where they're going this offseason. If they make mistakes this offseason, then we can look at them like, hey, you didn't do your jobs. Mm-hmm. But I think for what they did already, I think it was the most logical move they could have done. I don't think there was really uh, too much they could have finagled to get more talent on this team. So I just wanted to say that. Salute on the 50K. Salute to Nick Nathan. Appreciate all y'all. You know what I'm saying? Peace out. Yes, sir. Always appreciate you, man. My guy, Cedro from Jersey, man. You guys follow Cedro on on Instagram, Cedro Cross. And uh, follow Serato. A lot of you you sneakerheads know Serato already. The custom sneaker king, man. Cedro is his manager. Runs the whole team. So uh, shout out to Cedro, man. That's my guy for sure. Corey, the chat says, I, I, I forgot Noel played for us, plays for Bro, us. Bro, <laughs> you, don't, you don't hear a peep about Nerland's Noel, man. You do not hear a peep about Nerland's Noel. What's funny is he's been so injury prone that as extreme as what they're doing with him now, and, and, and it sounds you know hilarious and all that, this actually might be the best plan. Yeah. Like, he's gotten to a point where just shut him down and give him the, as much time as possible and see what happens in the offseason. Maybe someone uh, takes his contract. Um, it'll be a year less. And, and, or, or at the very least, if, you're, if you have to bring him back, at least he comes back healthier. 
I mean, we'll see what happens with Noel, yeah. but but it's it's been a failure. And I think that was a Tibbs endorse endorsing uh, endorsement because of the shot blocking, wanting to come right. back. They decided to run him back, but it has not worked out for sure. For but that them. was the thing for me, bro. It was like, yeah, his shot blocking was cool, but he doesn't score, he doesn't get boards, which is the bit which was the biggest thing to me. Doesn't get boards. So it's like, what was the what was the point? You paying a backup center that amount of money? Then you're gonna come back and try to keep Mitch. That contract was crazy. So, yeah. Again, as Cedro said, this front office has a lot of work to do. So to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up on free boys. Michael David says, uh, "Word to my mother's life force. I don't want to see Randall again. Great game tonight from the kids." Okay. Yeah, good game by the kids for sure. Michael White said, I didn't see Obi as a starting power forward. Never. See, see now people, are, uh, now this thing has become a game of telephone where people are just coming up with their own, uh, uh, you know, sayings and things that I said about him. Never said that. Had you guys been studying the film, which is Knicks Fan TV, first and foremost, when they drafted him, I said they got to trade Julius. Why would I say trade Julius if I looked at this kid as a backup? I said they got to trade Julius because now they're going to have a redundant piece. And what has happened over the last two going on three years? All right? Don't tell me you got a Ferrari in the, in the garage and you can't take him out the garage. A 20-minute Obi is not the same as a 35-minute Obi. <laughs> Simple and plain. Everybody's looking at this. This is, this is a temporary solution, what we're looking at right now. Until Julius gets traded, it's going to be a different story. Right now, it looks great. I love what I'm seeing. You, we all do. Are you trying to get into the OB hive? Is that what we're seeing here? I, I never, I never wasn't in the in, in the OB hive. People just took it. You know, this was a time when we're losing, and everybody's just going at it. Hatfields and McCoy, so everybody's getting emotional in one take or the other. All I simply said was an extension of how everybody else felt. The kid is being blocked by Randall. If he's being blocked by Randall, how much is he really giving to your team? As I said. 20 minutes as opposed to over 30 is a completely different story. And if, if number 30 is here again next year and your coach is here next year, hey, let's just see what happens. Let's just see what happens. Cedro hit on a, on a good point, too, on, uh, on Johnny Bryant, man. You know, how much do we give Johnny Bryant credit for uh, Quickly's ascension this year, even RJ? You know, we saw we saw a couple times this year, once tonight, when, you know, RJ's coming back to the bench and, and Johnny Bryan having lengthy conversations with him. We see that in pregame shoot-around. You know, Johnny Bryan's out there. He's out there with McBride. He's out there with Quickly. He's out there with RJ. working. He's working with these guys every game. You see it in timeouts on TV. You know, Johnny Bryan's usually the first one that comes off the bench and talks to the guards. Um, like you mentioned, you know, the, the, the day that we went to the, I forgot what game it was. Uh, we went to the Knicks fan TV, Knicks Omni fan event, you know, Johnny Bryan was sitting on the bench, uh, while some, you know, a few players were working out soon as RJ comes out on the floor, he gets up immediately goes to RJ to talk to RJ, uh -huh. talks to quickly. Uh, and then again, you know, you see the reputation that he brought from Utah with the relationship known relationship he had with Donovan Mitchell, with Donovan Mitchell credits a lot of, you know, because Donovan Mitchell came out the draft with some question marks because he was undersized. 
And we've seen his development and he credits a lot of that to, yeah. to Johnny Bryant. So, you know, the more we see some of this stuff, the more, you know, things are going to ramp up in terms of, you know, is Johnny Bryant preparing himself? Is he, you know, building himself to be a future head coach in this league? So no it'll be interesting to see how, how, you know, how this impacts the draft and, and in terms of, you know, what's the, the I want to see how he works with Cam myself, because I think Cam is another potential uh, high risk, you know, high reward player. Um, and I would like, to, you know, for Johnny Bryan to work closely with him, because I think Cam can give this team a lot of, of, of you know, production in the future. No question. Sam on the Discord. Sam, how you feeling, bro? Great. Absolutely Let's great. Let's go. Look, I know a lot of people are saying, oh, but it's Orlando. They suck. Orlando is also a young team. Okay, mind, mind you, the three people who scored 20 points in this game have been in this league for two to three years, and they just ran over an entire franchise. Get it. They're young, but two to three years in this league just ran over that franchise. Let's give that credit right there. Mm-hmm. Um, just going to bounce back. Did we turn our back on Julius Randle? Um, yes, because you have to look at the ways that Obi's producing and how the ways Julius Randle's producing. Uh, I believe for Obi Toppin, when he's starting, what, what, what are his averages? Was it 18, 9, or 8, and mm-hmm. was it 3? Let's say Julius Randle has plus 1 to all those categories that Obi Toppin's producing. Obi Toppin touches the ball way less than Julius Randle. Yeah. Obi is moving. Okay, Julius Randle catches the ball and it's like, all right, my turn, and just waits 20 seconds. Obi Toppin is like, I need to get rid of the ball fast. Producing the same numbers, almost the same numbers, in less time and more efficiently. I don't think we turned their back. Okay, let's look at how they're playing. That's one. Um, Emmanuel, quickly. I have been vouching for my man quick since the beginning of the season. And people have, when there is the slump, people are like, oh, we got to trade him. Oh, he can't shoot. He can't do anything. He's here. I laugh in all your faces. Look, I'm here for Emmanuel quickly to start in the 2022-23 NBA season. You know why? Because he is a modern point guard. I know a lot of people want a traditional point guard. Mm-hmm. And let's, I think it's because we haven't had a traditional point guard. That's right. Screw it. That's a fact. Let's skip this step. Let's skip the traditional point guard step. Let's go to the modern point guard step. Because I'm looking right now. The top 10 teams in the East, only four of them have traditional point guards. And the, and the teams that have young, young, young core, they don't have traditional point guard at all. I think you take that step. Emmanuel quickly has proven it over the past couple of games. He's doing extremely well. And, you know, his chemistry with RJ, OB, it, it, they all dropped 20 points today. Manuel quickly has a triple-double. Obi Toppin dropped 20. RJ dropped 27. It's time. It's time to go into the modern phase and, and show that our youth could do this. And that's my call. All right. Good, good call, Sam. Good call, man. Good call. Um, shout out to... Who's, who's this in the chat? Uh, I'm getting OB high flustered here. I like it. Uh, KG7 Fool in the chat says, CP, remember when you said we needed to pay Randall? 
Or are you deflecting on that too? No, I'm not deflecting on that. I thought it was a good move when they did it. They got a, they got a steal of a deal. The guy earned his, earned his money. So no, I, I, I don't regret them doing that. It hasn't worked. Have they, have they put a team on court, on, on the court that, you know, is comprised of players that make him better? No, they haven't. It's part of the problem. But let's not act like the guy's a scrub. I think some of you guys are really trying to, trying to, you know, downplay this guy like he's just like some sort of nothing type of play. Like, let's not act like that either, man. Has it worked out? Team has a losing season. But ne- let's not act like this guy's just a complete scrub, man. We, we watched 82 games here. Yes, with all his faults, he still had some good games. Complete games. So, so let's, let's not act like the guy's just some sort of scrub. I didn't pay him the money. The front office did. So clearly they saw something there. The, the, the issue with, 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 with the way that he's played is I don't know. I don't know if he's a player that, and I think, I think part of why his value is low because you have other stars around the league that like, you know, like you have other stars around the league or players that have good production might have a bad stint on an organization. And that doesn't even affect their value because of their style of play. Uh Other organizations can see a fit. I think the issue with Julius is his style of play is of a style of a, elite superstar where you've put him in on your team. And if the offense even has to stop and you have to play a lot of isolation, that player is good enough is an elite ISO player to where uh, you, you're a franchise and you don't mind trading for him. His style of play is, is there's a little bit of a conflict here because is he a good enough player to where, you know, you're another team and you're trading for him that you're getting Julius and you're having someone that how do you necessarily put a roster around him to make him better when you kind of have to play to his style? And then the other thing it, that he has failed to prove, in my opinion, is that he could play in a different style. Because, you know, when you want to push the ball or you want to move the ball or you want him to play off ball, those are areas where I don't think he's shown. I think to that's be the biggest question. At. I think that's that's the biggest question. Can he play off of a point guard or play off of another star, play off of an RJ? I think we haven't seen that. You're, you're absolutely right. And, and, and then, you know, he hasn't been, you know, pretty, pretty much efficient this season. Um, and, 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 and like I said, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm talking basketball, you know, reasons. I'm not even getting to the whole attitude stuff and all that. It's like, like that's another layer to it. But just just on the base of basketball, because I think the whole attitude thing, that's more of a of a relationship with the fans, you know, but like look, look at James Harden. James Harden has had these type of issues, but other teams, they don't care about that. Yeah. Right. That, that, that doesn't stop other teams from trading for him, because from a basketball standpoint, he you know, whether you, you can say what you want to say about James Harden, your team does better. Now, will he show up in a playoff? That's a different story, but your team does get better. So can Julius do that? 
And I think right now that's why you have questions about his actual value and do the Knicks have to attach an asset to get rid of him or are you forced because of the contract to have to bring him back now? And then now you have to design a whole game plan on how to get him right. You know, Alan, I was talking about, he recommended Julius talk to the Nick greats, you know, go talk to Clyde, go talk to Bernard, go talk to players that have been in that position before and see what they say um, and, and see if you can do that. I mean, I don't, I don't know what the solution is, to be honest with you, just because his play style is just not a fit for, for, for this team and for a lot of ways to play the NBA today. Yeah, I, I think that that's the, that's a big question. That's what I touched on um, yesterday. Uh, right. You know, clearly he's not a, a number one option for us. Uh, he doesn't make good decisions. You know, the, the, the heavy isolation style of play, there's a lot of question marks with him. A lot of question marks with him. Do I think this team is better without him? No, I don't. The way this roster is currently constructed, I don't. A lot of people watch these games like, you know, what they're watching against the Magic and think like, this team could be, you know, some sort of middle-of-the-road playoff team or even a playoff team with that? I don't think so. Over 82-game season, I think you'll see that. They play nice. They play together. They play with, you know, chemistry, this, that, and the third. You still, you still, I think you still need an isolation-capable player, what, what he gives you. It's just the fact that we just rely on that way too much with him, and he's just not a, he's just not a good decision-maker for that. How do you ask a player who was just all NBA, right? To adjust. Uh, most improved player. It was a big reason why you were the number four seed. And, you know, when the fans came back in the early games, he was getting chanted, you know, MVP. And now you're asking that same player to adapt his mindset into, you know, now you have to act or think like a role player because now you're no longer the go-to guy on this team. That's a hard, that's a difficult challenge. Ego, man. There's no way. I don't think you, know? you can do it. Like you really, because now that could be done in different markets, but he, I think he still feels what it was when it was, when he, when he had that role last year. Yeah. And so I think sometimes he, he tries to chase that. He wants those chants back. He wants to feel that way. And I think th- that's like something personal within him now because he has the whole New York pressure on him. And, and, and I think sometimes he believes that the answer, the recovery to that, is to get back to being the Julius of last season. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a question that we all have been asking. Like, is that player there anymore? Um, was it a mirage? And, and if it was, now we're asking you to adapt and be more of a role player within, you know, fitting in within the offensive system. And, yo, when you taste... That ladder up there, that ego, you know, no way. explodes. Absolutely. It's hard to ask a player, especially in New York, to level it down a little bit. So, I, in other words, what I'm saying is, I don't know if if this is something that's sal- sal- salvageable. Yeah. I, I think you, you hit it on the head, man. So, to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Nick's post game live presented by Prize Picks. Let's go to Norman Bates, Uptown Harlem World. Norman, what's going on? What's good, CP? What's good? Uh, JD, what's popping, man? How you feeling? Yeah, man. I, didn't I tell y'all a couple of weeks ago? Mm. Didn't I tell y'all a couple of weeks ago that that this was going to happen? 
What, that, what was going I don't think that um that Tibbs is gonna survive. If he do, that's crazy. First mm-hmm. of all, first of all, we got some issues. Mm-hmm. Julius cannot he cannot come back. That is a no no. Mm-hmm. The reason why he can't come back is because of his attitude. He gets jealous of his teammates, and it's real disgusting to see. And it's real disgusting to see that Tom keep letting them play like this. He keeps starting Burks. He keeps starting Evans. We got like four more games left. Yeah. What are they doing out there? What are we? What are they doing out there? You got four more games left, and you got the. And it's crazy because you got Randall and Evans playing together, and then you got RJ and Mitch playing together, and Burks is in the middle. Yeah. Of all of that, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's disgusting to watch. It's like, come on, this is not, this is not, this is not basketball. This is not basketball. They definitely gotta let. I hear y'all on a quickly thing letting him be the point guard, but he's not the real point guard of this team. The real point guard is Deuce McBride. They gotta give him his chance, and he'll show you. He'll show you better than he can tell you. You know, but they gotta give him his shot. If they don't give him his shot, you'll never see it. And that, and then what's crazy about it is they're gonna say, yo. We're going to bring in a new point guard. Oh, they're going to Most go likely. get a point guard. When you already got a point guard, you got McBride, you got Rose, you got Quickly, you got the, the kid over in Spain. How many, how many yeah, he's point not, guards he's you He's not coming, though. He's, the kid in Spain's not coming, so you can forget about him. Um, he's not coming next year? Nah, he's not. There, He already said he's, he's staying in Spain for a couple of years, so I, I wouldn't even count on him at all. He said when Tibbs is gone, he he's not coming back. next year. Nah, yeah, he ain't coming. Oh, next he's year. not ready. He ain't coming next year. <laughs> all right, so. so all right, but we still got we. How many points? That's we still got four point guards. You, I, right, you might have you, you might have to get a point because I'm I'm thinking they was going to get him. They was going to bring him in last year. I mean next year, but they you saying they're not going to bring him in. So they definitely I. Right, so they got to get a, a point guard. They got to get a, another another point guard. But that's the problem. We don't have yeah. a point guard. We got a point guard, but Tom won't play him. And it's sad that he won't play him. He played him what eleven minutes tonight. tonight? Yeah, he played him eleven minutes. I, I don't. I don't get. I don't get the Burks huh. obsession. I'm with you. Um, even though I'm Burks hive, to you know, for, at this point in the season, it's, it's meaningless to see him, you know, starting and, and logging as many minutes. So, and, and this, this, this is all I've been saying about you know people that that support the whole Tibbs coming back thing is, is listen, I'm with whatever makes sense. Right. Um, I think I've said a layer, I think to this is Johnny Bryant and Leon Rose understanding that I think, you know, as a front office, you get two shots, you know, this, this will be his second move. And I think after that, Dolan has him on the clock. So Rose understanding this, I think he wants to make sure that he puts Johnny Bryant in the best position where he can just, go off from the start, from whatever they make the decision, he's in a position to to win. I think worst case scenario for the Knicks would be for this to continue to, to go south. And then now you're asking Johnny Bryan to come coach a team that's, you know, four and 11 or, or eight and, and 16 or something like that. That's not necessarily, you know, what you draw up on the board for what would be a first time head coach. Right. With with a good reputation that he's building around, you know, within NBA players. So that's 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 a part of that's an underrated, not talked about enough point here. But the whole tips thing is I've been saying it next season is his last guaranteed year and he's going to be coaching for his life, even if even if they give him the endorsement behind closed doors. 
contractually, he's no longer guaranteed an additional year after next year. So Tibbs is going to come into off, into training camp with the mindset of, I need to get these next year guaranteed. I need to, you know what I mean? Like he's coaching for his life. And when you see him playing Burks 30 plus minutes in game 78 and 79, yeah. when you have enough young players that have shown in limited minutes that they can, you know, execute and contribute. I don't understand what is the game plan here with playing Burks. You want to start him? I don't agree with it, but fine. You should go ahead and start Burks. But to play him 33, 33 minutes as a starter, like, that's crazy to me. Like, what are you learning from that? Burks might not even be on this team next season. So that is where I just get confused, and that's where my concern is. We've seen it with Alfred Payton. This is a coach that is in his ways, and to me, he hasn't shown me enough. And you would think that to end this season now, he would at least show us some flexibility, some skills to adapt. And to me, he's just like Randall. Yeah. Same thing. <laughs> Stubborn in their ways, the way that they play, you know, and, and, and I don't see that changing. I honestly don't see a change in CP. I think it's going to be about, you know, th- like you said, getting wins next season. And however we get them, you know, if we get them in a way where people are frustrated and Cam is not playing and McBride is not playing, but we're winning, then that's what it's going to be. Uh, hang, um, hang tight. That's going to be tough. Hang tight because my, my camera froze. Uh, let, let me get to the Discord. We'll take a call and let me fix this camera up. Dom Gordo, Dom Gordo on the check-in. Uh, go ahead and unmute your mic on the Discord. I left see yeah, you speech. Yep, l- loud and clear, yeah. <laughs> Even the cameras, camera's gone. So first off, CP and JD salute. CP, you the Godfather. It's Nick's YouTube game, so mad respect and and um, yeah, and all that. So let me let me just get these takes off. Mm-hmm. All right, first, uh, great game by the kids, but it's not really a surprise. They've been better than the vets all year, and we've been forced to watch this garbage for two thirds of the season, and that's because of Tibbs. Obviously, we've talked about it a lot. He's stubborn, you know the deal. Second take, we did did we turn our back on Randall? No, we didn't. He turned his back on us. Mm. He didn't put the work in last. Like last year, he put in all that work the offseason. He was going into a contract year. Maybe that was a primary motivation. Maybe not. But he came clearly in shape. He put in work. His skills got better. This year, he regressed. He didn't look like the same player. He was a terrible leader. He flagged, He quits on defense. And um, obviously, the thumbs down thing. So definitely, we, didn't turn it, we don't turn our back on our players. They turn our back, their backs on us. And that's what happened with Randall. Uh, third one, front office. I mean, they, they've been decent. You know, to mediocre, but it really all comes down to it all comes down to how to handle the Randall Tip situation this offseason. So, depending on what happens there, that then that's how we can really evaluate them. Obviously, Tibbs, you know, CP. I know you're a continuity guy, but uh, coach's job is to maximize the talent on the roster, and they're just not not getting it done this year. He's just he's been terrible talent evaluator. He's left his better players on the bench. Um, he's stuck with Alec Burks. Uh, he stuck with Fournier in a lot of situations. Obviously, he stuck with Randall despite his play. His talent evaluation is terrible. He doesn't maximize the talent on his on the roster, and I just don't trust him going forward. So, I'm definitely a tips out guy. Um, I understand the continuity point, but you just can't trust it. Okay, good points, man. I'm I'm back up, JD. But go ahead. You back up? Yeah, yeah, back up and running. Yeah, just had to do the old uh, Nintendo trick. Just unplug and plug back in. With, seems like with many electronics, that's all you got to do these days, man. Just plug it out, plug it back yeah, in. 
Your, ca- your camera was not trying to hear them Tibbs points. Yeah, and not not at all. He <laughs> <laughs> no, wasn't trying to hear Tibbs at all. <laughs> <laughs> I pre- appreciate the call, man. Um, you know, I who knows what the fate of Tibbs is, man. Who knows? Because that's the thing too, CP. Like, like you say that right now, and it gets me thinking. What is like? We heard the report only once. It was Jake Fisher, Bleacher Report. Mm-hmm. We haven't heard anyone else, you know, confirm or anything. Um, and it makes me wonder because, like I said, this whole Burks thing, like the way he's still managing it, I got to believe if, if World Wide West went to Dolan and, and the front office wants to pivot to the kids, I got to believe they want to see, you know, maybe quickly start. Deuce play a little bit more. Like, I got to believe they want to see more of, of the kids. The other day, uh, Gibson plays more than Sims. Like, these little details. I wonder if they're at a point where they just say, you know what, finish the season however you're going to coach. We'll make a decision in the offseason, and we'll take it from there. If we have to have any sort of, you know, direction, conversations, private conversations about how we want you to coach this team, we'll do that in the offseason. Let's just see how you finish. Like, I wonder if, because it's also strange for them to have that conversation with like 30 games left or 20 games left when you have a coach already with another additional guaranteed year. To me, those type of things, I know we speculate a lot during the season, but to me, those type of things you would think would happen more in the offseason. Yeah. Even as much as you as a front office want to see can't play, you want to see this thing, you got to you got to you, you hire this guy. So you got to see how he adapts to it on his own. Right. He's getting paid millions to figure it out himself. Right. right. Like, if you have to have a conversation with a coach in game 60 about who you want, you know, who you want to play or the way that you want to pivot, that's a problem. So I just wonder if his fate has actually been decided yet. Um, I think that at this point, you know, because the way the kids are playing naturally is going to, he's going to get the credit for it. Um, and and I think he may be back one more year, but everybody knows how I feel about that. Absolutely, man. So to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Uh, JD, let's talk about Prize Picks, man. Prize Picks, the presenting sponsor of Knicks Post Game Live. Prize Picks, uh, the best NBA daily fantasy props out there on the market, man. This is the game that we play uh, every night here on Post Game Live, and and uh, with Prize Picks. You guys go to prizepicks.com, sign up with promo code KFTV, and they will match your deposit of up to $100. Uh, JD, did you did you play prize picks today? Yes, I did, but I played the later games. Oh, you played the later games. Okay, so, yeah, so got, who did you I go picked, with today? Yeah, I went with, uh, I have, uh, let me refresh this here. Mm-hmm. I have Draymond Green over seven and a half points. Okay. Against the Sacramento Kings right now, he has six points. I took uh, Paul George, Paul George over 23 and a half. Mm-hmm. And I took Jordan Poole, who's red hot. Red hot. Over red hot right now. 27 and a half points. So I played a small ticket, three players, took the overs on Poole, Green, okay. and PG 13. Here, here's where I went on my picks. I went with um, I went heavy with the Knicks tonight. I, I went with redemption. And uh, a couple hit, but there were a couple duds. What happened was uh, 
couple guys just didn't didn't play out. Cole Anthony being one of them. I picked Cole Anthony over 14 and a half points, and he played two minutes tonight and left with a, with a toe injury. So thanks for coming. Uh, Cole Anthony did me <laughs> did me no favors. I did go back with RJ, man. Redemption for RJ. I, I just knew he was going to redeem himself against a terrible Orlando team. Over 35 and a half points, rebounds, and assists for RJ. And I got that one. He finished with 38. I also went with Block Nest Monster Heavy. I thought he was going to have a big game today, and he certainly did. I went over... 19 and a half points, rebounds, and assists for Mitchell Robinson, and he finished with 22. I went with James Harden over 38 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. Uh, Philadelphia playing the Cleveland Cavaliers, and Harden finished with 41. And then I went, I took Fournier in this damn game. You know, coming back to Orlando, I thought, you know, team didn't play well yesterday. I thought he would have came out and played well. Fournier doesn't play well without Julius, man, for, for whatever reason. I think I think there are a couple of reasons, but he, he doesn't play well without Randall. Uh, finished with two, <laughs> two. Uh, I don't even know if it was two points. Yeah, finished with two points tonight. So Fournier didn't hit, but I did hit three out of my five picks. So wasn't all for naught tonight on Prize Picks. And for you people at home, uh, try your luck, man. Go to PrizePicks.com. Use the promo code KFTV. That's how you support us, and they will match your deposit one hundred percent up to one hundred dollars. Okay, oh, RJ. What's on the that? bounce back? No RJ on the bounce back? Oh, th- yeah, I did. That's that's one of my three that I hit. I got, okay. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, I got RJ. What was I, the category again? Points, rebounds, assists. I, I yeah, picked you, you love that category. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've been on that heavy. I've been on that heavy, man. Because, bro, like, you got to think, like, guys like a RJ who rebounds well, you know, no Julie, so the, off, the ball is going to be in his hands, and he's going to be scoring at will. You know, whether it's at the free throw line now, he's getting extra free throws, or on his drives, attacking a basket, it's a good play. Point three. Yeah, that's the fun assist. part about that category is that, yeah. like, when you start thinking and you're like, okay, I can see RJ, even if RJ only scores 18 points, he, he could get a You could rack it up. Rebounds. Yeah. Like, that's why Harden, that, it's a good play with Harden as well. You know? It, it, it's a good play with Harden as well. So, um, yeah. Great job there. Now, let's, uh, let's wrap up with a couple more calls. Let's go to uh, Khalil from BK. Khalil, how you feeling? Hey, what's good, CPJD? Uh, how y'all doing tonight? Good, bro. What's going on? Uh, yeah, you know, um, I'm, I've, I've been known around Nick's Twitter as the Brunson guy, but okay. I, I've said it from the jump. I've been on, you know, JD's agenda, play the kids to win. Um, I'm, you know, three games left. Uh, I, I kind of want, you know, higher lottery odds, but... As, as we've said all season, these kids have talent. These kids work hard. They play together. Uh, you know, I think despite the way I've been, you know, hitting Tibbs all season, they're the kind of kids that work well with them, man. You know, like they, they, they like someone, you know, who's, who's, who's kicking them in the butt, you know, push, pushing them. And then they're showing that on the floor. Um, but quickly, man, oh, my God, more efficient, getting to the line. Like you, y'all said it, you know, the confidence, the confidence he has. Um, and, and he's producing, you know, he's, he's, his decision-making. I love that. You, you, you watch the clips, you know, mm-hmm. on and off the floor. He's coaching up the guys. He's stopping Mitch, telling him where to go for the next play. When they come out of a timeout, it's beautiful. Like, start this kid. Why not? Do y'all see Tibbs actually giving him the shot next season? Or you think Leon really going to push hard for, you know, a Brogdon, a Brunson trade or something uh, this offseason? I, I think they're going to go. I think they're going to try to get a, a, a big upgrade. And again, that's not to say that Quickly's role will be diminished because I still think 
he's filling a big role for this team, especially the way that he finishes in the fourth quarter. But I still think that they will go with someone um, and, and have IQ be the second guy. I don't think they'll put it in McBride's hands. Their time is running out, man. You know, this thing is, yes, this thing has been slow and steady, but it's only going to be that way but for so long. Dolan's going to want to start. He's going to want wins. Tibbs is going to want wins. And Leon's got to deliver on something, man. I don't see them just continuing this methodical build. So, so, then, I, so I, I, th- I think, think, I think they'll think try to make a move. That point guard, then, that's the flashy move. You think they go in a different direction? Like maybe if, if Randall does end up being moved, does that open up upgrades at the wing or upgrades, you know, in the front court? Yeah. I think it, I think it'll come at the point or, or the wing. Even even though, you know, you have Cam here who can get a look. I think it'll come at the point or, or the wing, you know. This offseason, I think it'll be at the point. I, I think it'll be at the point. I appreciate the call, man. So, yeah, I, I think if, if, let's say this year, they would have had a, even with the season that they've had, if they would have been like the seventh pick, and, you know, maybe you get some lottery luck, you get into the top four. That sometimes can buy you an additional year or two as a front office because you can sell the owner on, oh, we're going, look, we got some luck. We're going into the right, you know, we're moving in the right direction because now we have another mm-hmm. cornerstone. And then, you know, it buys you a few years to see him develop. Like you have a plan because you have cornerstone gems. You have pieces. The problem, CP, is when you are in where they're at right now, where it looks they're going to be either the 10th pick or all the way down to the 12th. Yeah. Like, you're praying for a Donovan Mitchell situation. You're praying for an SGA situation, right? Like, you're praying for a Giannis situation. You're Mm -hmm. praying for a Devin Booker situation. You know, like, otherwise, you know, the 12th pick in this draft in a year where Tom Thibodeau is going to be coaching for wins and, and, and more pressure, that player's not going to play. It's not going to play. Uh, it's already questions about everyone else when they're healthy. And what's that going to look like, right? And, and, and then you have to think about, you know, you like to talk a lot about the politics and business aspect of it. Let's say they go out and get Jalen Brunson. You think Jalen Brunson is going to come here to play 26 minutes per game right, on the right, Tom Thibodeau? Right. You know what I mean? So yeah. whoever they bring in, they're going to be brought in with the thinking that, you know, we bringing you in because we need you. You're a big part of this, you know, turnaround. And that player is not coming in here to play 25 minutes. True. So when you're, when you're in this middle of the pack and then there's no clear direction, Alec Burks is playing 33 minutes, <laughs> Dolan is going to wake up and he's going to say, yo, Y'all got to start giving me something to watch. Yeah. I can't be yeah. coming to these games. I'm watching Alec Burks in the fourth quarter and we losing. Like, what's going on here? Yeah. And I think when you don't have a direction, CP, sometimes the, even the owner loses patience. And then in the end, the owner takes the hit for it because it looks like you as an owner, you don't even know what you want to do with the franchise. And that's the problem here is that they got to figure this out, man. And Story it has to reflect one. in the office. And it also has to reflect out on the floor. Right now, in game 78, I still 
have some question marks about where do we want to go as a franchise yeah. if Tom Thibodeau is the coach, if Julius Randle is still going to be part of this franchise. I still don't know. And, and that's why this offseason is going to be a big, big offseason. Not only for this front office, but for the franchise, for everyone, the community, like all of us. So we know where we're going with, mm-hmm. with this. So we know us as a platform. Like, what are we going to be covering? We know ourselves. All right, this is the need, type need, of... We need, that's a fact. We need a direction ourselves. Right? <laughs> we need to know what you're going to be talking about. <laughs> for sure, man. For sure. Uh, so to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. All right, a couple more calls, and then we'll wrap up. Val from Jersey. Val, rapid fire. Let's go. Well, quickly, I want to congratulate you for your 50K. I Thank remember you, being in here back when it was like 100 few people in here, mm-hmm. and I'm happy to see the growth. Appreciate and it. the second quick point I want to touch on is we should give RJ the max off the simple fact that I don't know if you remember, but the TV deal and the CBA deal is up in 2025. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the sooner we max out RJ is the sooner we could actually have that contract as a steal because if we don't pay him now, we're going to have to probably pay him a lot in about three years. Mm-hmm. And also, mm-hmm. I agree with the other caller. Quickly is a good point guard. We should build and go further. Once again, congrats. And everybody like the video. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. KG7 full in the chat says I'm missing WrestleMania. What's going on right now? Give me an update, man. I went out and got the Peacock app yesterday just to see my guy Stone Cold come back. And my guy put on a show. I tapped out of it, the, the whole thing, man, because after the, like, the Stone Cold Rock ever, the whole thing just went downhill. But I ordered the Peacock app yesterday, bro, because my guy Stone Cold was coming back. And it was epic. 57 years old, and my man went in last night. It was, uh, I was I was rolling. I was I was cracking up the whole match watching that thing. And, <laughs> yo, I was. My man took a suplex on concrete. Bro, on the concrete. I'm you like, saw it? yo, yeah. Bro, because. Of course, I'm, I'm from that era, man. Yeah, I'm watching it, and I'm like. Attitude ah. era. When it first started, I'm like, ah, I don't know how they're going to do this. This looks like it's going to be like, you know, just some like two second thing. And, you know, you just catch a stun in the a ring. Real match. Bro, when he got flipped on the concrete, I said, oh, my God. <laughs> I said, nah, this is popping right now. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was, yeah, like you said, man, it took, took you back. To, to the good old days, and uh, Stone Cold did his whole thing, generation man. saw him because yeah. it's been 19 years 19 since he last years. had a match. So, yeah. like, you know, I know the, the new generation, new fans, they see the YouTube highlights that are up, but this is like was their first opportunity to actually yeah. see, you know, you know, uh, probably the biggest superstar in the history of the WWE. Yeah, yeah, and Bro. you know, what's crazy is the guy, these guys come back now and they still show you why they were stars back then, like the, the way that they market. The way that they talk trash and promote, it's like, it's, to me, I mean, I, maybe I'm missing what's going on now, but it's just different, man. His was different because he was actually, like, doing things. Like, they, they've they been force-feeding this Goldberg thing for, like, the last two years. It's been terrible. And Goldberg just goes in there. He's hurting people for real. I seen one <laughs> I seen one thing where he damn near dropped on the take on his neck. And then one time I was like, yo, they need to relax with the Goldberg thing because he's really out here hurting people. But, nah, Stone Cold came back, like, you know, like an everyday guy, and uh, it, I, bro, I couldn't stop laughing the whole the whole time. It, it, I was cracking up. Um, so yeah, good good stuff there. I'll tap into to the rest of it night two once we uh once we wrap up here. But uh, JJ from Brooklyn up next, rapid fire. Let's go. 
Yo, what's good, fellas? First, congrats on 50K CP, man. Appreciate it's been incredible watching your growth over the years. And mm-hmm. congrats to everyone. Congrats to, you know, JD, Alex, who does an incredible job. Mm-hmm. CK, Ashley, for bringing all this, all the simp subscribers. Jay Ellis, you know, let's get another 50K, though, man. Congrats, everyone. It's amazing, man. Thank you, man. Thanks a lot for but, being um, a part of it. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. So the thing first, man, real quick, with Obi, I want him to be our starting power forward next year. You got to move Randall. It's addition by subtraction. I don't care what you get. I mean, we don't need to get value. The value is getting rid of the contract, getting rid of the bad attitude, the bad vibes. Obi's growth and three-point shot. Is he perfect? Is he a great rebounder? Is he a great defender? No. But his energy, he gets his easy mm-hmm. baskets. His shooting's improving quickly. I'm ready to rock with him at point guard next year because he's not, he's not the best, but he's really improving. There's no point guard worth taking in the draft. There's no point guard worth giving big money to in free agency. Unless you're going to trade for a star point guard, just rock real quickly. And then, like, a question real quick, the draft. Mm-hmm. I feel like the wing spot, like, if we draft the wing, right, mm-hmm. you already got, just for, for the young players, you, you got RJ, you got Grimes, you got Cam. And then what if you keep Fournier and Burks? Where is this wing going to play if we got a Matherin or a Johnny Davis? You know, where is that person going to play? So. My thing is, if there's not a point guard worth drafting, if you lose Mitch, I know it's not sexy, people don't want to hear it, but why not draft the center or Mark Williams out of Duke? I know he missed a couple of big free throws last night mm-hmm. or a Durin. Like, why not just draft the center that could do what Mitch does? And, and they both have a little bit of a post game. So that's that's what I would definitely debate if you get, like, that 12th pick or, you know, whatever. And last thing real quick, shout out to Jay Boogie. I found out the other day we both attended the same high school in Cardozo. So oh, nice. Shout out to Jay Boogie. Shout out to Cardozo. Yeah, no yeah. Doubt. Appreciate it, man. You guys have a good one, Appreciate all right? Appreciate it, bro. Appreciate Thanks. it. Uh, Appreciate Zay it. from Maryland. Zay, go ahead and unmute your mic, bro. What's going on? How you feeling, Zay? Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. You good. Yeah. Okay. All right. We, I think we losing. Zay, try again. All right, I'm gonna, uh, go ahead and and disconnect you, man. You, your connection wasn't good, so let's uh, let's wrap. Jay Boogie, go ahead and uh, close this out. Salute, salute, salute. Three capital S's. Yeah, mm-hmm. shout out to my man. Yeah, them cut those guys are in the building. <laughs> We've been rocking orange and blue for a long time. But those that don't know our colors, it's been orange and blue. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. shout out to my man and shout out to everybody else rocking, you know what I'm saying, that orange and blue, being loyal, you know what I'm saying, to this New York Nick thing, you know what I'm saying, tough times, you know what I'm saying? But it's all good. It's all good. We're going to always be here. We don't turn our backs on them, you know what I'm saying? We keep looking forward. We don't look behind us, you know what I'm saying? All that's over. That's done with, you know what I'm saying? But I've been told y'all. See, one thing about Jay Boogie, I came up playing this ball game. And I'm going to share and keep it real with y'all. Only thing that stopped me from ever playing ball in this thing or being assistant coach right now at the age of 53 in the league because I chose to do the wrong things in the street. So when you do the wrong things in the streets, you automatically eliminate your dreams, what you sleep on. And then when you wake up, you know what I'm saying, you never see them. I was doing the wrong things in life, you know what I'm saying? So that's why I ain't never, you know what I'm saying, received my dreams. I don't play it against Lloyd Daniels. I don't play it against Greg Harvey. I was one of the top guards. 
bars. You know, I was there before Skip to my loot. I'm a child around the Clario. So when you do the wrong things in life, you know what I'm saying? Only thing you're doing is eliminate yourself for the best person that you could become in your life. I always like to share and let everybody know you your own dreams, you're your own roadblock. Only person that can stop you from doing what you're doing is stopping yourself. But I've been told y'all, you know what I'm saying? Two years ago, two years ago, now today on April 3rd, we asking this question today. I've been told y'all, give that boy them keys. Y'all don't remember? Give that <laughs> boy them keys. Be patient. <laughs> Let them develop. I've been telling y'all this, but y'all seeing the facts right now, but that's okay. Tom, you know what I'm saying? Let the boy play. You ain't got no business putting Burks out there, but I'm going to give Burks some respect and appreciate it. Burks, mm-hmm. you played your contract. You deserve your money that you earned this year. That contract they gave you, you earned every bit of it this year. You know what I'm saying? I can't say that to you. You ain't like some of them other guys that got that bread and completely sold out and went other ways. So salute to you, you know what I'm saying? Playing yourself out of position because we know our point guards wasn't there. Kimball won't there, you know what I'm saying? D. Rose, he won't there. The only guard that was with, there with you, Burke, was quickly. But now he's knocking on your door. Mm-hmm. I'm right behind you. Get him out the way for the rest of the season. Let him continue on building with Obi so he can keep developing what we need in the future, you know what I'm saying? That's how you know Tom is on his game plan. That's how you know when Tom is willing to change. If you can't change right now, you can't change next season. If you can't put quickly in the game right now, you can't put him in the game next year. So do what you got to do, man. Handle your business, man. God bless this to everybody, man. I love you all. Everybody continue to stay healthy and safe, man. You know what I'm saying? God bless you all. And, J.D., man, you talked about being at that game Wednesday night. I was there. I don't know where you was at, but I was looking forward to seeing you, looking forward to meeting you, looking forward to giving you that. See, talking to one another on the phones is a good thing. But when you can hug somebody and shake somebody's hand, you know how real your relationship is. See, that's what I be looking for. When I be meeting y'all guys at these basketball game, continue on coming up to Jay Boogie and saying what up. If I see you and I recognize you, I'm going to come say what up to you, you know what I'm saying? Because I want to get to know y'all. I want to be around y'all. Because it's crazy how sometimes in life you could be closer to a person that's so far far from you and closer than, closer than to a person that's supposed to be close to you. So I rock with all y'all. All y'all right there that be supporting the Nick Fan TV, the 50K on the way to the three-digit, 100K, you know what I'm saying, supporting, you know what I'm saying, CP, the, the franchise, you supporting JD, supporting Alex, everybody that come up and show, supporting everybody yourself in the chat, supporting JB. We all love and appreciate everything. That's why we go hard. So when y'all start talking about it for all season, no, best believe we're going to be right here on this show, on this show in and out because it's the on season. It's time to handle business. It's time, to, it's time to make the moves, make those trades, figure out, get this roster, get it ready, you know what I'm saying, for 22-23 season Thanks. because come 23, I'm going to be off the chain when them young high school boys <laughs> come in here. So you need to get yourself, get it together, get it right, you know what I'm saying. But God bless everybody. We're going to see y'all the next day. And I told somebody that I was going to tell CP on the air and they asked me about it. They see it a little bit on the phone. Yo, play that OB Toppin video for the people, man. God bless you all. You have a great Let's week. Let's go. Salute, 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 capital F. J Boogie. Hey, man, the closing sermons get Oof. better and better and better each time. No doubt about it, man. No doubt about it. Um, Yo, he, he, that, that was a great one, man. You know, he, he kept it real about his struggles in life. And, and that's why he comes on here. It's not just to talk Knicks, but it's to motivate us, young and old, you know, to, to, to keep striving for, for your dreams and whatever it is that you want to accomplish in life. It's never too late either. 
you know, that's one thing. Whether you, you know, trip up early, trip up late, you can always bounce back. You just keep your head on straight, man. Shout out to Jay Boogie for that. That was a major, major sermon right there. Rewind that if you missed it, because it was that good. It was that good. Fives going on across the chat. Um, definitely, yeah, we, yeah. Let me um find the OB joint and uh and I'll play that OB joint for sure. I want to salute everybody in the chat once again. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Remember that uh, these shows are available in audio podcast format. Uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all the major ones, so you don't have a reason to miss it. Remember, go to prizepicks.com and to promo code KFTV for 100% match on your deposit of up to $100. And also, remember I told you my guys from Manscaped sent me uh, something nice in the mail, man. Fellas, it is April. We've gotten into spring. Spring cleaning is here. People cleaning out their garage. They're cleaning out the basement. And make sure you clean out that winter fur, if you know what I mean. You know what I'm saying? Spring is here, fellas. Act accordingly. And Manscaped just sent me the Purple Edition Lawnmower 4.0, JD. Look at that. Brand new in the box. Got the We Save Balls on, on, on the box. The reason it's purple is because uh, April is testicular cancer month. So to start off spring, uh, Manscaped has partnered with the Testicular Cancer Society to bring awareness to testicular cancer, men's health, and early cancer detection. Manscaped is committed to raising awareness for the most common form of cancer in men aged 15 to 35 and giving support to the fighter survivors and families impacted by testicular cancer as part of their We Save Balls initiative. So, fellas, go out there, man. Go get yourself checked first and foremost. But support us. Support Manscaped. Go to manscaped.com. Enter promo code KFTV for 20% off plus free shipping. So, I got the purple edition lawnmower 4.0. Got the uh, the T-shirt, the We Say Balls T-shirt. JD, I got you one if you want one, man. Let me know. Your, your own, not this one. I, I get you your own, man. I got a couple. They sent me a couple joints, man. So, I get, right. get you your own joint. You know, the purple edition. Lawnmower 4.0, don't sleep. Shout out to Manscaped and rocking for a worthy, worthy cause, man. Fellas, make sure you go to the doctor, get yourself checked out. Don't have too much pride, don't have too much ego. It'll save your life. Make sure you do that, man. The earlier, the better. The sooner, the better. Let me salute uh, some of the super chats that have come in. KG, KG in the chat, man. Give, give me a WrestleMania update. Let me know what's going on. Uh... Shout out to the Rhyme Animal, Chuck D. $10 Super Chat says, Tibbs pitched his five innings, struck out eight the first three innings. Gave up a home run in the fourth, walked the bases loaded in the fifth with two outs. Seriously, y'all starting Tibbs in the sixth inning. Shout out to Busy, says, uh, thoughts on Randall trade for Kevin Love. You're crazy. Uh, Jeremy Maynard says, the squad looks really good for next year if we go young. It's unfortunate that Julius is pouring jet fuel on the bridge and flicking the Zippo. Uh, Robert McFall says, remember, Randall has to play that way because the type of plays we had, he was at the time our only option last year. Isaiah Ellis says, the new CBA makes JR's contract team friendly. Woke Hogan says, CP, these clowns don't act like Randall is a scrub and at the same time give Obi the keys to the city. He's averaging 15-7-3 to seven-game sample size. New York fans love their cheap young players like it's their money. Woke Hogan, Woke Hogan going all the way in on you people in the chat. 
Sam Conn says, I think IQ puts up similar stat lines as Brunson given the same minutes, but with much better versatile defense. Move Randall to where he's clearly number two and number three. I'm calling Portland, Dallas, etc. Haiku homie says, uh, here's his uh, daily bars. He says, Tibbs is going ball. Perhaps LeBron can help him stay in L.A. coach. Haiku homie. <laughs> All right. Uh, shout out to Junior Karoma. He says, CP never said that about Obi, man. LOL. Remember, I never missed a show. Junior knows what's up, man. He knows what's up. Hoodies Vintage says, would you be okay going in next year with a starter five of Mitch, Obi, Cam, RJ quickly? Or a new point guard, not Burks, would fans embrace or get frustrated with losses? I think fans always get frustrated with losses. They, they'll, they'll tell you that they're here for and being patient. But um, we watch these games to win. Not just for solid takeaways. We, we watch these games to win. Brandon Guess is uh, hitting this hashtag new button for my pops. Finally got him on the couch watching KFTV. Told him we bring an 88 back. Shout out to Brandon Guest and his pops. This is a family show. First Lady in Sports says, I like IQ off the bench. Not starting. We still need a point guard. Brockman is serviceable. Like him better than Brunson. I do like him better than Brunson. I just don't like that he's never healthy. Big, big question mark. Kayasanti714 says, we might be prisoners of the moment here. You could argue IQ's overall numbers were a little bit better last year. We still need to draft a starting point guard. First Lady of Sports says Nick's a trade for Malcolm Brogdon, who is available. He has $67 million for three years, but would only do trade if they include a first-round pick. We should trade Noel Rose, Burks Noel Rose, and a second-round pick. Devin Cernus says Obi sets an all-time Knicks record for plus-minus in a single game. Absolute masterclass. He's figuring out his role in the offense and thriving when extended. Rasheem Robinson says the way IQ has been playing just proves that he shouldn't be... Should have been the starting point guard from a long time. Tibbs is straight disrespectful. Tristan Clements says, although RJ had a good game, he has to improve his shot IQ. Too many 50-50 shots. Okay. All right, no doubt. Um, let me see if uh, if I could find this uh, this OB pick. Um, bum, 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 bum. Hang tight. Uh, JD, any, any last words? Well, next game is going to be a good game. Yeah. Because uh, you're playing the Nets, and the Nets are in the middle of a battle in terms of the play-in and their disappointing season. So they're, they're, they're going to play to win. Mm-hmm. And you know Tibbs is going to play to win. So that should be a, that should be a fun game. And it's going to be on uh, ESPN, too. So it'll be a national TV game on Wednesday. Yep. So it's a couple of days off. And uh, yeah, let's see how how they finish. You know, they finish the season. They only have two more home games out of the next three. So, absolutely good yeah, points. We gotta play spoiler, man. Let's play spoiler. And uh, nothing will make me happier to finish the season by ruining the net season. All right, here we go. Uh, I think I got the J Boogie joint here. All right, let's let's pull it up, man. This is the J Boogie OB track. Let's go. Let me make sure my levels is, is good here. Let's go. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Oh, hang on. 
Alright, let's go. J Boogie, OB joint. Salute, salute, salute. Three capital S's. Yeah, how I feel about the team right now, what's been going on. I say for me, play the kids, man. Forget what happened in the past, forget the presence, you know what I'm saying? Play the kids, man. We about the future, you know what I'm saying? And how I feel about the All-Star Weekend, matter of fact, I'm gonna deal with that right now. The winner of the 2022 AT&T Slam Dunk Contest from the New York Knicks. Let's hear it for Obi Toppin! Spread some love and some joy amongst us, you know what I'm saying? Represent for my young fella. When I put this on your head, when I smash this on your head, when I bang this on your head, you know my name when I'm topping on your head. Last year they jerked us from the protest. This year I'm back in all Mofex. I hold it down my own, represent the city. All my mods on the ground, chat stay gritty. Five times we winners on the showcase. Never mind the Reggies, let them all hate. From New York to Cleveland, all star weekend. If I don't win that trophy, I ain't leaving. 6'9", incredible with the vertical. Medical prints on the rim means I'm surgical. Posterize you with a flick cause you playing gutter. Same hops like my dad when he played at the Rucker. How you wanted the alley-oop from out the roof. If I was Blake, I would've jumped over a new coup. My shoe game by the greatest, so I stay sporting. Some OB hot toppings, so I went Jordan. That windmill from the wing, it'll make the garden buzz. They take off with one bounce with Fat Joe was. The next morning, everybody saying it's my night. The great one We'll be talking on my highlights That one jersey be swerving through the back cuts And I ain't drunk when I tell quick to throw it up Get out my way, you ain't seen that no look pass The next dunk might down talking 90 seconds When I put this on your head When I smash this on your head When I bang this on your head You know my name when I'm topping on your head When I put this on your head When I smash this on your head when I bang this on your head, you know my name when I'm topping on your head. Last year they jerked us from the protest. This year I'm back in all Mofex. I hold it down my own, represent the city. All my mods on the ground, chat stay gritty. Five times we winners on the showcase. Never mind the Reggies, let them all hate. From New York to Cleveland, that all-star weekend. If I don't win that trophy, I ain't leaving. Y'all know what time it is, it's your boy Jay Boogie. I don't play no games with this, I support our team to the fullest, you know what I'm saying? But I only got one thing to say, play the young kids, that's it. Y'all know where our future is at, the future is with them. Not in the past, not in the present, the future. Let's go, let's go. When I bang this on your head, I'm old. You know my name when I'm topping on your head, I'm old. There you go. The new joint from J Boogie to OB track. Shout out to J Boogie, man. I did send this. I did send this to Mama Toppin. She was feeling it. She was definitely loving it. Uh, so shout out to J Boogie, man. Great, great job on that. And yeah, man. Great show, everybody. We will see you guys uh, Wednesday. Wednesday's next game. Wrapping up. Season wrapping up shortly, man. See you guys uh, Wednesday. Great show, JD. Great show with the mods. Great show, Rhyme Animal. Chuck D. Great show, J Boogie. We out of here. Peace. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. 
But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.